0: Okay, everybody, hang on because you know what—we're going live back on Facebook right now with Tony D. and I got Sean O'Neill on the phone too. Now, Tony, tell me something. What do you got? All this gear? What, what are you doing with all this gear that you got, Tony? No, you are
1: storing it. Right? What?
0: what Were well, you storing it? Do you want to sell it? Do you want to give it to? Do you want to donate it to Terry Good? What's all going on? My plan
1: was—is I've had it in my grandma's basement. Fortunately. I'm a pack rat, and my mentor took care of everything was boxed up, and, uh, it's excellent, so when I moved the last time, I had plenty, big plays, I moved about two years ago, I go, look, I want to, my idea was, because I wanted to donate it to charity,
0: Yeah. and sell it off, give the money to
1: Spice St. Jews. I was trying to think, maybe one of the motocross, uh,
0: Injured riders, everybody
1: everybody knows about kids.
0: Everybody has a kid. I don't know how much it would reach a broader way. Well, Tony, Tony, that's all very, very generous of you. You want to sell the gear. You want it to go to a good charity. But let me ask you this would you consider, you know, you should maybe talk to Terry Good, or you know who's very good friends with Terry Good, although I know him and I have his phone number and whatnot, but who would have a whole lot more impact on this would be Bob Hanna. Why don't you give Bob a call, tell him you got all this stuff, to put you in touch with Terry Good, and and to see if Terry's interested in it. Your stuff should be in in a museum.
1: I agree 100%. Yeah, I just figured if it's nobody, I I know... Yes, yeah, sounds like a great idea. I guess I will follow up. Bob oh, Ann is a buddy of mine. It's, yeah. Uh, and uh, well, I, mean, you... I knew something they were doing with the Coster, something. My wife does Facebook. I'm not do that, but it was like signed up. They asked a few people, just or I don't know if it's really private or not. But, well,
0: so Tony, not, tell you know, me this. Like let... the
1: Coster, but I'm not aware of the workings
0: of it. Tony, let's start with this. What kind of gear do you have from your career? That, that you think would be interesting. I mean, I'm sure all of it is, but w- what do you have? You must have a lot of stuff. I have about everything.
1: I have the gear that I won my first national with. That was an ESI jersey. Yeah. It was called Engine Specialties, which later became Full House, which we did the licensing deal and had then all the Tony D clothing, boots, goggles, shocks
0: did everything hey Tony while we're talking about Full House did everything work out with Full House or did that guy did that guy screw you
1: yes well he also was a manager Carmen DeLeon a Goomba yeah but he he had his own best interests. so I had the right concept having a manager again but the wrong guy
0: Very well, after 30 years of the schools, and all right, let's get back. Let's get back to the gear and where it should go. You got like what donations?
1: Well, here, here's some of the things. Well, my sister came what to the, just organize the magazines and stuff that's in boxes, the cycle news. Is, so I end up in we're just putting the stuff into order. My sister, like, we organize just like paper material, yeah, and uh, because and, you know, she's school teacher and law organization. And when I saw so much stuff, it brought back memories shit I haven't seen. But when I'm on the cover, when I won the first national as a privateer, sleeping in my van, yeah. I have the gear, I have the yeah, the pants, the, the,
0: the knee, knee
1: guard, uh, I used to wear, season, I have the helmet, and then after that, I have so many from, uh, yeah, I mean, from 75 all through my racing career, my The Nations helmets, my,
2: uh, well, this, and then
1: this... I have programs from The Nations, I mean, I have programs from Nationals, from Transams. a lot of them I was on the cover of when I was the guy, and. Uh, it. but I have magazines, fact, I found some old Mike Dupree, I don't know if you know that old name. Yeah, Mike
0: Dupree was a, was a referee for the AMA.
1: MMA guy. Well, he was really in charge. Of, he was more than a. Well.
0: Oh, he was in charge. Okay.
1: In charge of, and we went to Europe, and we hit it off real well. And uh, so his daughter actually on Facebook once, she was my age. We were we were friendly. I mean, that was she's a nice girl. And uh, so she reached out on Facebook. So the pre was a good one. But a lot of people just like I'm not on Facebook and stuff because I don't know half the people, and my son put me on, and like a, my birthday, you get like 2,000 2, people, and I yeah, don't but, know who's who, and... Uh, yeah, but
0: Tony, you not knowing them is one thing, but everybody knows you, you're a three-time national champion, know, everybody well, knows I'm, you from I'm all just, over the world.
1: Because I don't know, I mean, I'm a technology, technology fan, uh, but I, uh, yeah, it's great stuff, and, and my magazines, I mean, obviously, I'm on the cover, that time was the Coster time, and Show you a covered and winning the 75 championship, and I have all the gear too. So I thought that would be me. And one thing I wanted to do.
0: stuff should be displayed prominently, and the best place to do it probably would be in the International Motocross Museum. I think you should get a hold of Bob. He should get a hold of Terry. Is that up and running, or is it a concept? No, it's more than a concept. I mean, it's up, but this whole COVID-19 thing has put the kibosh on a lot of it. There was supposed to be a a
1: website
2: for it?
0: Yeah, there's a website for it. It's an International Motocross Museum. It's also on Facebook, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's as big as day. And that's that's where your stuff should be before it winds you know before it winds up being left in some trailer somewhere and and turn into dust. That, you know that, that's a part of history and people should be seeing that. I uh,
1: would talk to my buddy Bob Hanna and then uh, find out the scoop on good.
0: Why don't you call him right, you, Tony? You got three-way calling. You got Sean O'Neill on one line. You got four-way calling. Why don't you call Hanna on the other line right now? I don't so know. Actually, call Hannah.
1: I know that my dad died on the 24th.
2: Yeah. And his, his birthday. There used yeah. to be another couple guys I trained. They were all right together
1: at the end of September. No. How'd he do, Joe? to We're back on, Anna. No. Here's my lovely Anna yeah, because I called him back and can hey, Anna get on or you don't yeah. want to hear about the woman? Yet.
0: No. She's only Taco Bell. I'm too fat. A taco. Lay off the Taco Bell. You know what they say in Italian, Anna? Mangigane. Mangigane. You know what that means? Not yeah. even the dogs. Not even the eat Taco Bell. Who oh, Fucking Taco Oh, I can't believe I just swore. I apologize. I-, I can't believe you would eat Taco Bell, an Italian from the East Coast. Well,
1: I love it. When I first came to California, the first tacos I ever had, I come to California, my story, I'm driving on I-10, coming into California yeah. by myself, 16 years, 16 years old. It must have been because I was in school, I was in the summertime. I was to do the Coliseum or something. Yeah. You go on 10, and, you know, when you're on 10, you go Santa Monica, you go under the tunnel, and all of a sudden, the ocean's right there. Yeah. It was so cool. It just felt so cool being on the ocean. It's on the, on the left side. And then I went to sleep there in my van. I'm out of sleep right at the ocean there, and the cops come in the middle of the night. They're not allowed to sleep at the... Uh, I
0: think think you're right on both of those counts, Tony. I think you're right. He was involved. He was like a husband.
1: He had Molly Blue, he had but I went to his house which was like cool of uh not I was inviting like the guys. It was that way people would do back then some and his mom made Mexican and it was just cool, like you had, you know, pork or you had beef and then you had lettuce, you had tomato. Yeah. I got with Suzu. I was with the Soto. That was a you they know, Hawaiian rice stuff. Not not so much uh, Mexican, but when I got with Keith, which stayed his place, but he lived with his mom and I would always have Mexican dinners. Yeah, uh, but you know what,
0: Tony, that's that is authentic Mexican food by people who really, really know how to cook it. That's not Taco Bell.
1: Oh, I know. I know. But then they came out with Chi Cheese, which you kinda can't call Mexican. But I used to bring tortillas home and they would just cook like a, get a tortilla and melt some cheese on it and that's like nice, it's like garlic bread kind, I guess you could put some garlic on it. I like the tortillas, especially the corn ones. I'm a little more healthier. Oh yeah. Uh, If they're good. And Sally knows how to do them so good on the grill, you do them. My wife doesn't like it because you put them on the gas grill, but you gotta watch you don't burn your hands. Well Yeah. Uh,
0: Could we could, could we get could we get back to the gear? Could we start talking about? about
1: how to eat is my, my thing, You know, what
0: I, mean? you know I, I I think the Mexican food thing and uh, Marty Trice's mom cooking is.
1: Oh, that's Trice's dish is the best, and that was and when I saw that, and then uh, all the time in California Mexican, and I used to usually be with the Japanese guys, and either way, if it wasn't, it would be a Mexican Japanese lunch, Mexican dinner, or vice versa, ah. whatever. Out with the Japanese guys, we would, and I would have Mexican. It. Italian's my least favorite because I always had it. We have good. The West Coast thinks they have it. What do you find, Joe? You no, let me tell you something.
0: Restaurant? There isn't a good restaurant west of Philadelphia. I'm telling you right now. I've been uh, out. I, I've been out here for 11 years, and people could tell me all they want about where they get good Italian food. I see. See, Tony. Here's what I do. I base a good meal on. Do I remember it? a month later, a week later, a year later, okay? I have not had a meal out here. I had one good one in in, in Balboa Island, just off Newport, maybe a couple of years ago. I know Balboa. Yeah. Oh, I used to
2: hang there. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It, it was nice, and I had a I had a a pretty good meal there. Uh, I think the place was called Emilia's. okay? And strangely enough, when I start to eat the food, I'm saying to myself, whoever owns this place is from the East Coast. I asked the waiter to uh, uh, I ask if, if the uh, owner of the place is there. Sure enough, she is there. She comes over, we start to talk, and she's from New York, and we start to talk about food, garlic, certain preparation, not putting cilantro in every meal, and sure enough, the, the meal was absolutely exceptional. Now, that's Amelia's on Balboa Island, just off Newport. That's the only meal I truly remember in California that was really good. I apologize Beautiful state, nice weather, but the food, there's no way you're beating the food in New York, Tony. No way.
1: Well it's different. I wouldn't say it's terrible, but like even like pizza and stuff. I, I can't love. make a cheesesteak, but bread's no good.
0: No, because yeah, you know did. what? Even when you talk even when you talk about cheesesteak or something else, the bread is different out here. The bread is not like it is in New York. You got a lot of you got a lot of uh, of sourdough and stuff like that. And when people say, "Oh, the bread is fresh. It was made this morning." This morning's bread is not good. The bread that's good is made 2 hours ago. After that, forget about it. It's over. You know? Damn. So so, you know, as far as food goes, eh, I don't know. Plus, you want to hear about all this food stuff is it life- <laughs> <laughs> Tony, it doesn't matter. This is the this is part 2. Tony D unplugged. Okay. Unplug.
1: Yeah, that's what the bread even if it's, uh, it's out. I mean it'll
0: go machad, uh. Exactly. It gets machad tone, which for you people who don't speak Italian, it means it's all soft and mushy like white bread. We don't eat it like that after that. We want the crispy outside. Exactly. And- hey Tony, you want to hear a good story? I'll tell you guys a good story. A couple of years ago, a okay. couple of years ago, <laughs> La- Lackey and I are in England, okay? He has to be the host of the Telford Motorcycle Show. And we go to England. And we're there for a couple of days and we're getting ready to leave and it's like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, this is in England, okay? We're getting ready to leave at four o'clock in the morning. We get to the to the uh to the airport, and there's fresh baked goods in the airport. Now, England, France, this is pretty much all of Europe. They understand about fresh baked goods. So yeah. I've been telling Brad about bread, 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 and he doesn't really get it. Anyway, we get to the airport. Aer- yeah, we, we get to yeah, Metagon, <laughs> which means American. Anyway, we get to the airport and there's this beautiful, crisp bread. The, the, the smell is coming through the air of the airport, you know? And I said, Brad, do you see this? Do you see this? Taste this. Taste this. And he's, he's tasting it. He said, Joe, this is the best bread I ever had. I said, yeah, well, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about bread. Anyway, we get on the plane. Maybe a half hour or so goes by. We're sitting next to each other. He's got bread in his pockets. Brad's got the bread in his pockets. He said, I never had bread this good. i got to take it home. I said, it'll never be that good when you get it home, Brad. Anyway, well, we, you know, ate, we, we ate it on the plane. i tell you, my one of my favorite things when I was little is
1: bread and just gravy. Yeah. Gravy with meat sauce. You don't even just dip in. Yeah. And with oil, with, you know, with oil,
0: gravy. with olive oil, bread. <laughs> See, but Tony, Tony, is it gravy or is it sauce?
1: Mother Anita called it, well, they called it salsa. Yes. You know, in Italian, salsa. Right. But, you know, we call American
0: people, I mean, we would say gravy, but they think it's brown gravy, but it's really... To me, gravy is brown and sauce is red. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening to the show, I guess I have to invite or welcome Anna the to the interview as well. No, Anna, you're here now and you're live on Facebook. Oh,
1: you're sweet. I'm just I'm just hey, If I could tell you another maybe an interesting story, well, He's I don't a, want to cut into you, but I'm in Italy. What? Can he finish his
0: story? No, you no, you know that's it. Story? That's Pretty it. Sure. Lackey fill- <laughs> filled up his pockets with the bread. We were on a plane. We ate the bread all the way from England to California. Oh,
1: yeah. It, yeah, then you get... When I would be in Europe, that's one thing they would have, those nice pastries and stuff. And I had to watch myself. I would get constipated of... Uh, <laughs> Too much information. Sprint, so they uh, just to interview. Okay, I'm in Italy. So we got seventy five donations, Majora Italy. It's still uh uh just took out Carsmaker at the week the day the week before New Orleans, accidental. But uh gave Wynert the, the championship. I'm peeing blood, like he says. Well he called me if you're going, but you're not going, we're not going, he would
0: called
1: Pomeroy. Uh, I think there was only three of us. Yeah, we might have only had three guys. We needed four, but...
0: This is for 74, Tony?
1: 75.
0: Oh, 75, okay. I'm Suzuki. So anyway, I got to Italy, I'm the at and all. So
1: we, because of marketing, how that worked out to another interesting story of being a first. Those stickers, what they did, the lawyers said to help get the name out when I got the registered trademark, Tony D. Yeah. You make, like, a sticker and hand them out. Well, they became a stable in the motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, guys, riders have stickers to give out. Well, anyway, I go there, my name's like well, Tony Stefano on a sticker. Well, no one could ever say my name. They butchered up. I mean, it was Stefano When I grew up, yeah. Stefano, and my family said that, because they're not really educated, didn't know. Well, Nita said Stefano. Oh, Nita did? Well, I guess, okay, my grandma, I guess, she said did. She know. But anyway, like I then I went, took Italian in school and it's De Stefano because it's D-I, not D-E, but that's, but the Italian wasn't even like it was another language. My grandma didn't even could understand it. Different dialects from Sicily. So anyway, I go to Italy and we always had red sauce involved, and loved it. I never had, but like, white sauce or that. Oh, we would have oil, like really, I love Yeah,
0: Yeah. garlic, Garlic and oil with lemon. Nope. with fusilli.
1: My girl would cook those garlic like them uh, like french size. I would eat so many my mouth would hurt. So,
2: uh.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so I go there, like in Northern Italy I have the white sauce. What the hell? But I love cream and that stuff anyway, the Alfredo's and so, and then also when I'm there, I'm doing an interview and out there, you know, we're like, like a soccer player. They like American motocross rider is very I mean is, has more much more clout than they do here. I mean even today. Yeah. And then I'm Italian too and I'm American. So Tony just stuff, and I can tell they're interviewing me. Oh, they're happy. And they uh, got a translator and um it's like a team. They really like to do it. So then they I said, Oh yeah, well who is it? Well I go well, my grandparents came over. And then where were they from? Sicily. And I could see the faces like change on some, and then the translator he just told me, he "Goes, you know, here's how it
0: is." Yeah.
1: The Italians, the Northerns look down the Southerns. Yeah. And then Sicily's like its own little
0: thing. Yeah, they don't even really—I mean, they consider it Italian, but it's like you're not—you know—you're not Italian. You're Sicilian. You're not Italian. Oh, Malta—the same thing. Malta is right there, and they yeah. don't say they're Italian; they say they're from Malta
1: younger kids when well, I flew back from visiting my daughter last year yeah and then I heard it from somebody else here. I heard it Sicilians like cool to say you're Sicilian. They're saying they're Sicilian now. Huh. Oh. Like this one girl was on the plane. She was from Canada. She just happened to be she goes, Yeah, I'm Sicilian and then when I was with a uh, over with my daughter's niece and there's a strings string throughout there that's got diluted. But then the younger people Oh yeah Sicilian's cool to say but I going, I didn't know the class. I didn't care. But then they were still pumped, and I did. But then that was a deal. The northerners, southern Italians, they had the tomatoes. I mean, to have milk and stuff, you had to be rich, or you had more money. We didn't didn't have it. And then my grandma always wondered, why do we eat the meat first, like when you would have
0: meat
1: and stuff? Because everybody would pop in at somebody's house,
2: and what happens, you didn't mind sharing the pasta, but like they...
0: Depression days, I guess they didn't. Right. Have the meat. You mean, didn't share the apart. meat. Yeah. In fact, you know. I
1: miss
2: But
0: you know what, Tony, also is that uh, I still had many friends back in New York that eat salad last. Yeah, we do uh, too. I prefer
1: it last. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, when you're out eating, that's the time they give it
0: to you. But, uh, oh, I
1: would love those three hours meals in Italy. Just they would be so. So late. I mean, eating. I mean, I like how of schedule. Start eating like
0: around nine o'clock, and, <laughs> and eating till midnight. I got another cool story too. I
1: oh mean, we're over at the boot factory. We're all right together. It's like a village here near Venice. Yeah, where the shoes are. Uh, CDs there. Who's Alpine Stars? I mean, it's. uh, I'm in a. Like, you know, I raised I think I flew down from France, yeah, it was, 77, it was, a, so Cognac, France, um,
0: uh, oh, so maybe, or maybe it was, no, no, the first race might have been San Antonio, Holland, is like
1: my name, San Antonio. Oh, it's, uh, San, Ant- San Antonis. and I was remembering, if we won't be able to ride, drive that track, and get around that track, what the hell is that? It can't be, can't be any rougher than Jacksonville, Florida. I mean,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> Florida. I go, how could that be? And I just would
0: piss me off. And uh, it was all sand, though, wasn't it?
1: Oh, it was some deep sand. But yeah, I mean, uh, but they fucking you went down a road too. You went <laughs> down a as- oh, sorry, went down an
0: asphalt road for like an eighth uh, of a mile. I couldn't understand that. So wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me there was an asphalt road was part of the track?
1: that and stuff. You would cross the road, but this one you actually went down it and then turned off, so the fan gets mixed in with it. Yeah. But the story I'm getting to is, is uh... so I flew down because I won I mean, I've been in between the races. In fact, that year I also bought a Mercedes. I got a Mercedes, and uh, they only bought in like fifty thousand. A big thing. Renting a car is expensive in Europe. I brought my mentor, his family, like, was, went that time for two weeks. But I went down to Italy, I did business in between, and, uh, it was, uh, yeah, so I got the Mercedes from the factory at Stuttgart and then,
0: uh... You shipped it back to America, Tony? Yeah, they
1: shipped it back. It was a deal, because then... It was cheaper than buying it here. They got
0: full pop for them. Well, yeah, but, but what about the fact... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up. Yeah, they got full pop for them. You got a deal there in Germany. But wasn't that a gray market car? Didn't you have to have the thing uh, uh, tested here in America for... Oh, for... yeah.
1: Well, then it comes back. And what happened, the car, the people never even saw because It was a 450 SEL. So it was big for Europe. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they would, they would gather around. And then when they come in, you got the Italians or lovers at the shore... That, they say, they say oh, something must have hit when it was there. Must someone must have ran a, bumped into it with I don't know grocery quarters, cart or something. So they go, okay. Well, they always have damage when they come off the boat because they just they damage them on purpose. That was what they were. Saying. So they have to fix them. Right. And so they have a factory Mercedes place there. And I had to jump through some moves I go, well, just fix this other thing. I'll pay you to fix this because. Uh, and they end up doing it. and I. Uh, but that was
0: nice going around. Yeah, that car was so different there because it was a bigger one than, uh, than they were used to. But what I did and what story I was going to, there were so many
1: stories. I really forget. I'm probably the worst telling stories, and I had so many cool adventures that was just so... So I'm at the factory. I was at the CD factory. And um, I'm like, I raced and stuff. So I'm just out of the car selling so I mean, Some did what I had to do. For lunch or something, I'm uh, in the car and the damn dogs and stuff start barking. And like, it just seems strange. We're getting an earthquake. Yeah. So, so uh, it scared me. The story's probably I can tell right now. It's gonna come, not going to come off as funny as it was. So, I'm in the car. There's something. there are dog. I'm in the factory. He So I go in the car to lay down. Well, I miss the street. They hop in and we go to lunch. In Italy, yeah.
0: And, and while you're in the car sleeping,
1: no, no. So first I was like in the store, in, in, in the factory, I guess. Oh, okay. And it was just a strange feeling. The people knew what to do, Like the people started to go places. The dogs started barking. Like it just—you could tell something happened. Everybody got quiet right away. Little yeah, earthquake came, no big deal. And uh, but then I'm in the car sleeping. Yeah. And uh, just in the front seat, laid back. They jump in the car. We're gonna go we'll go to lunch. And when the car starts moving, I wake
0: up thinking an earthquake happened. Oh, oh. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it didn't come off too good. come No, yes, it
0: did. Yes, it did. There actually was an earthquake. You didn't know it. When the car moved, you thought it was an earthquake, and there actually was one.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, there was one there. Oh. I was
1: there also in Italy that first year with Keith. We were in a moat that was nice there because they had the shutters and shit that you could make your... We were like in a town. You could... Close, make that room dark as can be yeah you could sleep till noon time no problem it'd just be dark
0: as it'd be black down
1: there I felt like I woke up in the middle of the night and I don't even drink and felt like the roof was something was spinning or something and Keith told her they did have an earthquake during the night but uh it yeah was uh whatever
0: that's worth <laughs> hey, hey, you know what Tony? um when you were when you were First starting out on CZ also, um, I, I read a story where you really didn't have a place to stay. You're staying in the van and whatnot, and you're beating the Yamaha guys, and you're beating the Honda guys or whatever, but Keith Linus and uh, Brian Lunas actually took you in. You They allowed you to stay in their hotel a few times. They kind of took care of you? Yeah. It was, well,
1: Suzuki was talk, talk to me, and they were just... Uh... I don't know how we kind of hit it off a little It was back then uh, Like if a guy had a room Or sometimes you would chip in Like ten guys to get a room Just to really take a shower You'd like to take a shower Sure And, and uh, so I think those guys saw me in the parking lot I mean, You can sleep on the floor if you want And back then it was so small The mechanics had to team up Actually it was Keith McCarty and Brian Luna Yeah, yeah so, uh, Yeah, you mixed up some names there but uh, I did? So I would, you said, Brian, I, what said did
0: he say? I might have said Brian Lunas. No, uh, you said that. You said it's Keith McCarty and Brian Lunas. I
1: said
0: Keith Lunas too. Or, oh, I. You know what? I'm like, thinking. I'm thinking. Think, no, no, no. I may have said I'm thinking of my friend Keith Keith Linus, who who is a Keith uh, Linus. Who, yeah, who's a who's a an, o, an OSA guru uh, down in Southern California, OSA planet. My friend Keith Linus
1: oh
0: yeah that's what you
1: said yeah okay, no. yeah but anyway yeah but the guys weren't even there you're like different teams. i was really no threat i was like i didn't fit in anywhere that's sort of when Danny laporte did one of the things when he did the motocross files kind of put it right i never looked i never really cared because they didn't really care about me and then when i won i was once i could win and all those things that were originally weird about me became cool like getting a haircut or people with short hair and uh, and looking maybe a little neater. And uh,
0: Well, l- 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 let's talk about that a minute. You know, what do you mean? Some guys had long hair like maybe Lackey and a few other guys and you were a little bit more... everybody.
1: I mean, that was the time. I mean, that's what you... Right. And they were all California guys and you a were... crowd. <laughs> like, more like Marty Smith. I mean, Marty Smith was the... Uh, sure.
2: Uh, ...the popular
1: too and with the oh, yeah. you know, just how it was. So I was from the east from yeah, God rest his soul, but uh I was from the east
0: from straight, uh and just like uh, You were you were the pistol, hey,
1: from Like like long hair, my like my dad, the hippies and I just like didn't seem like it means it seemed like a mess too because you uh yeah it'd be harder to be. I mean, you you're sweating and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what? When Weiner hit the scene, too, he had short hair. And then it was only a matter of a couple of years before, you know, he had the beard going and the longer hair and stuff like that. So Oh, he
1: had to throw. Weiner's done everything. I mean,
0: yeah. Weiner
1: has lived everything. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's done anything I've... Things
0: I can't talk about that way has done. Uh, hey, but you, you know, I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I was expecting the unexpected because I hadn't really spoken to Jimmy in a few years. And, you know, he's uh, a kinder, gentler guy. He's, uh, I don't know, he's kind of like. He oh, tweeted, yeah, no, he has, no. uh did the.
1: He had that little the trouble with alcohol and stuff, and he got himself straight. And a lot of that led I mean, it's tough being, you get all the accolades, and it just stops. And yeah. uh, I see it with Michael Phelps, they say you figure a guy out, one, like, it's, you know, it's like you're you're a hero, then you go back to your motel room, the rock stars and everything. I mean, now, like, shit comes out, and then you're by yourself. I yeah.
0: mean, what, uh... I, I, I think it's, it's tough. It's very, very difficult to balance... You know, being in the spotlight like that and having so many people love you and people are lined up and they want pictures with you and they want your autograph. And then when that ends and you're back in that hotel room alone, it's a lot different. And then it's really unfortunate when someone's career just comes to a close and nobody's really that interested in you anymore, you know? Yeah. So...
1: That's why it's nice to see Jimmy with the, he's got the track down there in North Carolina. Winer's oh, a good guy. I like Winer. Yeah, yep. Weiner, I tell you a Weiner story, here's another one. So we go my wife wasn't my wife down. Come on, I don't even they had a race up uh this isn't even nothing, it's Catholic girls getting old. So we're at the Meadowlands, right? Yeah. And my son was told it, the ex was just getting ready to leave and the thing he liked the best, what was my son, five or I mean, real young? No, he was like four. Yeah. And uh, he had, uh, they had this thing, what do they call that? Uh, there's a movie. Those things, like a car turns into like
0: a robot. Trans- uh, and, Transformers. Transformers, Transformer, yeah,
1: yeah, that was. That was the biggest thing. Was when he looked at those, he goes, all they're doing is like jumping. I mean, that doesn't look like. It. <laughs> what are you getting to the He was, uh, so anyway, why there? So, Weiner, this is the girl, Weiner. Actually, now, Weiner can help me out some. I one time brought a girl to a race. Yeah, this girl. I Actually, before I won my first national oh, series these stories, my ADD, I jump all around. I went to a prom, the... well, it was Friday night in Chicago at the McCormick Inn. Yeah. Before I won my first championship. Uh. His book. If you sleep all good during the week, I mean that night before. I mean Keith and I, we used to go out dancing. I mean the night before, sometimes you couldn't sleep. And I don't know if it really was true or not. But in my mind, or <laughs> <it> something was. <laughs> you go out because you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're funny. all you're
0: all tuned up and you can't sleep. You got too much nervous energy. You're
1: sure. Up to twelve. You might sure. might get lucky and then you go to sleep. Um, <laughs>
0: There's a girl you brought to the thing and... and... Oh, okay,
1: so this girl, yeah, I take this girl, I come to a race, uh, nice girl, from so my uncle, my uncle's woman, my uncle lived in Chicago. So he was Frank DeStefano, he used to be a monster, Frank DeStefano, he was in the newspaper, people was calling me, did he, is that, no, another one, and... Uh, Get to the point. But why are you, know, what do you do, so what do you do, like, during a race, what am I going to do with this girl? like Weiner because he's been around and knew so he put him in touch with Bill Bushka's girl Bill, Bill Bushka was his girlfriend right our, our Bill Bushka was his mechanic there yeah
0: and uh to uh to hang out with the girl while you guys are yeah, racing
1: because all, all the races going on and uh, so uh I think Weiner was a little bit of a mentor so Weiner I have another one. Unadillo, you know, I was going to... Uh, well, finish
0: up this one, Tony. Weiner and the girl... He's all ADD. Don't
1: even... Weiner, you know, what am I going to do uh, at the race? so. Yeah. Weiner coordinated it with Bill Bush. had a girl who was just, just like a girl didn't really score many points because this is like a girl that he would always see in each area, you know? No, I I,
0: I I can read between the lines. Go ahead.
1: Well, this was a nicer girl, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's it. He just helped me out. I mean that was it. Sure, oh, Reiner and Anna, that's where I started at. Uh, so we go up there, we're just starting to go. Anna brings whatever Catholic school girls with her. Nice as curly hair, like my daughter and stuff. So Weiner said, so I'm gonna be having some parties and stuff. And Weiner must have been thinking I, mean, I never really went to his parties. I would go to like one second. There would always be parties and they would want the number one guy but ever like that
0: stuff of uh okay people get all fouled up anyway so then we're home Anna
1: and we're just getting together so why calls call us we're having a party in some middle town you know it's not that oh far wait, it's a wait, couple wait. hours up there and i go Anna, you gotta watch because you like a little Catholic school girl and i, I nice. you're gonna come up for a party <laughs> they probably figure it's since you with me you're maybe on a little uh,
0: yeah. Hey, so this, this I mean, is all, this is all happening back on the East Coast. This is yeah,
1: 30 years ago. This is 30 years. It's just like, yeah, after I get paralyzed and we're up on the,
0: they're two different stories. Oh, oh. Yeah, you, yeah, you confuse me a little bit, I was a girl at his place. It was Omaha, Nebraska or something. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, uh, so we're going to live
1: through her today, really. I mean, then, like, what do you do? And, uh, or day, what you gonna do because like he you knew where to go or what so he just set up he's wondering know he knew how to
0: maneuver so Tony tell so, me t- tell me this you know you, you hit the scene 74, 75 there's some fast guys out there maybe Stackable got some years behind him uh, Brad Lackey what 73 well you know what I'm saying but it's like 74 when things are really starting to heat up what, Amer- <sighs> what American guys were, were you really impressed with was it Marty Tripe's was it Brad Lackey? Was it who was it? Tony. I'm
1: thinking. Right oh,
0: I, 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 I'm okay. I mean, there had to be. It really wasn't. Once uh, you knew, you could. Well, it was
1: who would be the competitor that year, and uh, I, I mean, all the way. I told you that story on our part one. I would come up through the back and like then I got behind Higgins and I wouldn't pass him and once like anybody you could pass I mean if, when a
0: guy's orange is uh alright so let's so, so let's say this you had so much confidence that you really weren't all that impressed with anybody and you were out riding your own race and if you thought you could pass him you made the move on him
1: yeah once I do like once I got with the CZ's and I got the, with the Suzuki. And then, like, you're winning team. You just have confidence because you know they're winning in Europe and stuff. A mm-hmm. did ain't even a question. Like, the bike is good. So, and I didn't. To me, it was like, man, the CZs, the brakes and stuff. When I first tested that Suzuki out,
0: yeah, I could,
1: it was like riding a little toy yeah, out of pegs, are, Everything, like, works. The CZ, you know, the shifter is like, two inches to throw. And, uh, Would go to work. I would was going every day with them. What am I going to do? Uh-huh. I wasn't going to go to the beach. I wasn't like a guy. To... I was serious. So I worked on my own practice bikes. Well, we would race back like during the week, and you know, they like the national bikes with Tom. And the Japanese guys would see me there. I mean, I was just like another guy. I would wear like a, like you were an employee at Suzuki or what they had to wear to, uh, and go out to the lunch truck. Oh, I would love that Mexican food on a lunch truck.
0: Boy, it always goes back to Mexican food, huh, Anna? No, that
1: was... It always goes back back to food.
0: Everything goes back to food.
1: Don't don't get him started on ice cream. That was it. And on to one
0: other...
2: That's the dairy queen.
1: We're really laughing with that We did part one, and I talked to Joe a little the day before just to uh, break the ice. I just had it go. He said it was good because I thought I was a little more... So anyway, some stories I thought I would have got into... So like who won, okay. In seventy five, if you want to know again, like one in I was four hundred. It was one, you know that story, I broke my thumb, went all through sure. it. Yeah. Seventy five it was uh Howardton was in contention for uh Grossy was hired to but Howerton on a husky. Yeah.
0: So it went down and then in seventy six it was uh maybe Marty. In 76, yeah, probably won it in 76. It, but
1: here's what happened. I pretty well had it mathematically locked up. I mean, I always finished, I mean, I would have had to get, like, out of the top 20. I just needed a couple points to close in. It was South Valley's first race. First time hosting a national, 76. The first time we had the modern starting gate. It used to be Superior Metal made it. I remember the old timer who made it. Uh, and so we had a race in New Mexico used to be crazy. We had all the two fifties but before some people wanted five hundreds. Like then in a way five hundred had more class. Like
0: five hundred they thought was like Yeah was a yeah it was the way then.
1: Five hundred GPs were like, oh you're five hundred the two fifty GP Yes. uh, And one twenty five was even less. So it's just how it was. I didn't make the system.
0: breaks weiner sneak knee- weiner's, yeah, weiner's kneecap so now he's not could race that day so i basically
1: won the title because it's the, the, the last national was at southwick and uh and that was the first time southwick had a national pro national 76.
0: yeah you were just saying yeah starting game, like i said right
1: more motives. Well, then the next year, uh, I go, I'm gonna, no doubt I'm going to win. And I uh, I go, like, who's going to, I mean, to me, but not to everybody else. And I stayed in my own little thing, being back east and not out. Uh, so I think it was good and bad, of, uh, but like, because you're not. So that year in 77, Maurice Smith,
0: I think, okay, Hannah beat Smith on the 125. Yes, in 76. Yep, yep. 250s maybe Warren Reed was in there You, you know, you, you. Right. I love you. You start stories, and you know, I've had interviews where people have said, "Wait, wait, what, what was I talking about?" But when I when I talk to you, it's like I don't even remember the question I asked them ten minutes ago. But the stories. That's why we start That's oh, why We started off interview number one, kind of almost right, <laughs> yeah. going from the beginning and then getting through,
1: and then there's some of these highlights. Yeah, but
0: yeah but, I
1: don't try. I mean, that's yesterday.
0: Like, all right, let me let me, buddy, let me I, ask you this, Tony. Tony, let me ask you this. Was there ever an offer from another factory other than Suzuki that you turned down that you wish you didn't turn down?
1: No, I mean, Honda, there was a thing after I won the first championship. Yeah. And I figured, like, hey, feel the waters out. I mentioned to you before, I don't think it was an interview. Like, I only got start money the first year. You got, like, maybe $200 for a race. From from Suzuki? Yeah, and that equaled in racing 40 races. That came
0: about... About
1: ten thousand dollars. Okay. Of, of uh, and Oops. then you got bonus money and stuff. But so then when I won the championship, I asked to get uh yeah, I mean they me. We doubled that to like twenty thousand. And then when Carsmaker the word was out, like Carsmaker got like seventy thousand. But that was like in seventy four when Yamaha brought him here. And uh, really the money part I didn't care about so much. But I was I mean you wanted to get paid what you're worth.
0: So let me ask you this, Tony. I mean, let me ask you this. On your best year, between wins, a sponsor, uh, and outside sponsorships, on your best year, which I would imagine had to be between seventy six and seventy eight, what did you make on your best year just racing?
1: Yeah, I made actually those three pretty well around a hundred grand a year. I'd make about thirty thousand racing. Yeah. Back then they didn't even give you the, the AMA ten about thirty six thousand racing. That's the highest her, highest guy I made the most money for a couple years in a row because I raced all the races and I uh yeah scored that's how you got your number two. like I don't know if they still do it these number things screwed up But like, number two was the highest number you could get because you got number one for your class but then when you weren't you your maybe number three was the highest because I used to be three because well it, everything
0: together. Right, because at that point, there was 125, 250, and 500 national champions. So maybe... Every, but like 125s
1: didn't really race other than 125. And then you had Trans Am 2, and then they might have raced maybe 250. But anyway... So Honda, I like spelled out, but they like, yeah.
0: It was just, yeah. So, so you, so let me ask you. Better, better than average. I was And I was going to be loyal. I
1: never even really was so concerned of, uh, my plan was to be there as long as.
0: Uh, so are, are you telling me that you turned down a contract from Honda during your Suzuki years? Yes. You did? Wow.
1: And then I drove, believe it or not. Oh, no, that's a. Con, yeah, Ro- Ro- Con.
0: Oh, gosh. That's worse than a Can Am.
1: No. No. It's it something. It. We went to this place, Motor Mecca. being a Jersey guy. You might have knew it. Yeah, like I know about Mot- you- Yeah. And it came in after when I was racing. I mean, I was already out on the, a racing pro. This was like 74, so I took my, my CV there. And they ran in just the test rider I and mean, they might have paid me a couple hundred dollars for the day. just.
0: On a Rokan? Now, when I was on my CZ, it was
1: hard pack and slippery. And that CZ, man, it looks like you were going fast. It's making all kinds of noise. And, man, in a drag race, like 10 for 10. I mean, it would win every time, and I would switch with a guy who's
0: not as good as rider. But, no, no, Tony, you're confusing me a little bit. Are we talking about you test riding a Rokan? Yeah, the belt-driven, right. centrifugal clutch, pull start. The only guy that ever rode one was Don Kodalski, and I think there were some guys that had some success on it in Enduros.
1: Which was weird, was the weirdest thing was why I might have wanted that avenue because they were interested, is when you back off a freewheel. Yes. And, like, we didn't know that much that about you could hit the rear brake, and, like, because you use your engine braking... We kind of did it and didn't know. How I learned out about the rear brake, my CZ, you uh, know, I don't know, for some reason, I had that big, long rod that went from the, the frame to the backer plate.
2: Yeah. Well, that broke or
1: something, and the brakes were something broke. And so the brakes were locking up. So every time i go in the air, the front end would, like, go down. What that? What is this? Mm-hmm. out when Supercross
0: like yeah,
1: 75.
0: Rokon's, I mean, Rokons had, had disc brakes back then. Oh yeah, I love the disc
1: brakes. Um, no, the Rokon would be it was not even something like set up for me, and like but that was but to go straight, but the thing about backing off, and it was just so strange. Uh, so, I mean, when I was getting off of like Suzuki was, I mean... The guys that I didn't realize I was the first guy to win for Suzuki, they were, I mean, Europe was, which really the focus was, my mentor, the focus was sure because I mean, Europe was where Moto was.
0: Yeah, and, and you had a lot of world championships for Suzuki right before you came on board. You had Roger, you had Joel, uh yeah. you know, you had, yeah. I mean, even... When they won the
1: 125, really, wasn't a class, and then they had Gaston, Renee,
0: Ray Air. Ray Air? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is like unbelievable. Well,
1: and, and you know, Gaston had most held most of the track records on a one twenty five. If you could if the track is groove for you, like they could go the fastest because how they have to. But if you put you together, like they ran Trans Am one year, any any year, any any size you want to, you could ride anything. But the 500s would always win because if. And if you're on a 500, all you have to do is gas it to the next corner, and a 250 needs a flow, and I'm talking two-strokes now. Of course. And you can always just block them off, and a 125 doesn't have a chance, because a 125, the track has to groove up right for them to flow right. But that was interesting. Lap times weren't really my thing. That was the thing when you went to Europe, because they do time practice, and
0: So, Tony, let me, let me ask you this. Was there ever a point in your career where you wanted to be a contender in the World Championship and you wanted to go to Europe?
1: Yes, sir. I figured I won. Gary Jones won three championships, so I was the next one. I didn't think anybody, knowing how tough it is out there, it just kept getting tough, more competition and more competition. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I figured I would win four. I didn't think anybody could ever win four in a row consecutively. Go to, go to Europe, that was my goal, Of uh, that's why I gave up on that championship in 76, because I heard that leading the Supercross, and we just, the bike broke in half, we just stopped racing,
0: because, yeah, but Tony, you, you didn't give up, you won in 76,
1: what gave up Supercross titles, oh,
0: Supercross titles, I got you, I apologize, okay, it was, they okay. got a lot of
1: Happened is the guys who didn't do it. Like Alice, we didn't win a championship. Well, if you didn't win the nationals and stuff, then with supercross game, you better like you win. I mean, you're maybe more hungry for that, and a different thing. I was more set up that like for 40 minutes, I could take off. Start didn't matter, and I was in good shape, and I could get going. So you did want
0: it. You really did want to go to Europe and race for a world championship.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just like I mean pattern. I mean. Like what Lackey did, and one that suffering that for ten years because that would have been the first American World Champion. Uh, yeah. Well, really, just to be the best because you just want to be better, and that's where they were. I mean, they used to come over here and just lap us. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you go look at. I got cycle doses I mean, I have original. Jody got involved with motocross action. When we're looking, I had like seventy threes. Was, he didn't have any of them, or maybe 74 too. I uh, sent him to him because he has collection. And, like, when you look at the names, I'm you know, listening. I mean, the guys were, what was I talking about? I were, well, we were
0: talking about you going for a world championship. You said oh, you like,
1: will won- like, like John DeSoto got first American at the U.S. Grand Prix. Like, he got maybe a 12th.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Like, uh, yeah, if you've got the top 10, and you know how it is, like, guys today, I know, being champion, I mean, I just see it for how it is. It's like, you take a guy, oh, he got top 10, yeah, well, that's good, but they're lapping up to 5th Even in supercross, they lap up to in the top 10, and that's a short run. Now the supercross are running 20 minutes, yeah are uh-huh. So I go, what is that? I mean, you think, I mean, it might look good on paper, but
2: it's always been. You had
1: a couple guys who would go. Oh, yeah. And yeah I and mean? then you have a gap, and then you have some more. Then you have, and like 10th, you're like, my God. Yeah, and I, I'm not knocking the guys. It's just how it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's
0: I, been that way. I, I recall it last year in 20 minutes. I mean, uh, Eli Tomac was on last year, and... I can remember a couple of races where he had lapped guys all the way back to fifth, even fourth. And it's like in 20 minutes, you lapped all the way back. You lapped another 17 riders all the way back, you know, in, in 20 minutes. It's crazy.
1: It might have been Seattle or something. But, yeah, even like in a mother where you figure you're going to be hard to see, you have limited. But it's just different. The first couple are... I remember, I think it's more mental because I remember I was at Daytona and Ray was there. He goes, man, those like Savisky got the whole shot. Some guys he goes, those guys are going so fast. He goes, he couldn't believe it.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: we're back maybe in like tenth or come but but like they call it as more like an outdoor. Plus we ran three twenty minutes then. Uh, and like and then what happens? I mean, then like me, Ellis Weiner comes along. I mean. I think they could do it for a few laps.
0: You figure the guys can go, but... Hey, Tony, let me ask you, did you, did you race the evil Knievel race?
1: Yeah.
0: How, how did you do there? I think second.
1: I, I think, um... Uh, that was after New Orleans. Not the battle of New Orleans. Another, no, no. There was two New Orleans. There was kind of a battle for Weiner's thing, not the one with we went from New Orleans to Snake River.
0: Yeah, to, to, to Snake River Canyon. Yeah. To
1: drive. And Bevo has a story. I don't remember most of the stuff. And I had Ray and his family went. So we're something I You fuck. You just got in there. Not, you know, We don't know where we are. It was nothing to stay in the van. But you were just so tired. You drove right from one to,
0: to the uh, next one.
1: So Bevo, I'm looking for a place to sleep. Bevo tells a story all the time. His birthday was just the other day. When the wife talked, we were we were talking. Uh, now he's in South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. And I was sleeping there on the floor. I mean, this is a metal Florida band, Just with like a Botaco foot peg in my ear and uh, of. Uh... But I remember stackable there like a simple thing. It always was the simple things that would cost you a master link, a little clip, that's nothing. I think like Stackable was in
0: to win it and his throttle cable broke. Yeah, at, and, Sna- at Snake River. Yeah. Yep.
1: And it uh, cost him...
0: Uh... But there was something else unusual about that race, too, because I remember that was like one of the only times I remember Lackey riding a 125. So they had like a, a, a different different kind of classes where you had to ride a 125 and 250. No, nah, was just
1: probably... Lackey was always for the money and stuff and to make out... I mean, I heard the guy say with Lackey, uh, but he was right. I mean, he should get paid. The business, the yeah. guy Bell or something when I came along. Lackey, you're going to pay me. I'm not going to do it. Well, seems like a prick, but how you? I mean, you know, you got guys and you have nothing when you're done. Right. And, uh, and really, then there wasn't. I mean, he, again, Dick Mann was a hero of mine. I mean, Dick Mann was in his area, and what does he have? Uh, I mean,
0: you didn't make money racing that. I mean, we would have did the same thing and been in the same boat. It just, personally, money came along. Yeah, and and you know what? I mean, Dick Mann, of course, a uh, an incredible rider in all disciplines of motorcycle racing, whether it's a Daytona 200, motocross, flat track. There was nobody quite like Dick Mann. Um, but yeah, you you know, you should have been paid, and it and it wasn't. Maybe they didn't give you as much as respect monetarily. As, as you should have received, you know. It was treated like a circus as opposed to guys going out there and risking their life and and, and doing things that they really had a train to do.
1: Well, did you have it? I mean you gotta look at it. You road race. I mean who's gonna buy a road racer? Who's gonna buy a flat tracker? That's why motocross, Ray knew this thing. Motocross was where it's at the so you can go ride the bikes anywhere. And do you know the majority of the bikes from where I knew my statistics are all Oh,
0: it's just outright. People dress up to look like uh look like they know what they're doing.
1: Well, look like a famous writer, uh Well yeah. Whoever the current guy is, yeah. Look like uh
0: Well, you wanna put Monster Energy gear on to look like Eli Tomac or whomever.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. I was
1: thinking the Minnesota guy because I always liked him, uh
0: The Minnesota guy is Jeff Stanton? Well oh, he's no. a he's a Michigan guy. Well I like this. I like Jeff
1: Stanton too. Uh, well, he just retired. Uh,
0: oh, Ryan Dungey.
1: Dungey, how can I uh, not remember him yeah? Because he wasn't like the hottest guy. I mean, he developed uh, and he really worked hard. And uh, but anyway, to look like whoever the, the guy is, they just go. They don't even see a track because I knew they had. Well, back then they had like the green stickers, or they had, they had a sticker in California. Yeah. When they made those, you had the stickers. Bike sales just. I'm going back a lot of years ago. These people just put right around on them. But, uh, and then the, the, the manufacturer gives this contingency. It's the worst thing they ever got into. Because then they got to pay the guys to ride their bikes. I mean, Yamaha started that. I mean, they started, they, let's, and, you know, it only goes to add to the cost of the bike. And, and in a way, that contingency, you're only rewarding your best guys. So I don't think
0: it. Yeah, I I had I, I had, uh, I had uh, a mechanic on a couple of weeks ago. His name is Billy West. He rented the year for Rick Burgett when Rick Burgett won the national championship.
2: Oh and, yeah, I know, yeah, I okay. know Yeah.
0: And, and yeah. He, he was he was telling me about one day where uh, you know Brock Glover wins Daytona, but Rick Burgett finishes third and makes more money than Glover because of the contingency.
1: Oh, well, they. A-
0: they
1: really put the carrot out because they thought nobody would ever get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and like on the nationals, and they will pay for. Yeah, I mean, for wins, they like to spend money for or to get them press.
0: And so Tony, let me let me ask you this. Uh, uh, first, I'll ask you on a on a on a world basis. Who do you think was the best rider that never won a world championship? The best rider to never win a world championship either in 500 or 250.
1: I uh, don't really have a... uh... Okay. Because I only knew about Europe what you read about, and I didn't really... Once the Americans start dominating, it's like, who cares? Right. I mean, Malheur, I remember Herb when he was a young guy coming over, there were some cool guys. Harry Everett, yeah. Before he was world coming world champion. I remember the wife being pregnant with uh Stefan. I mean, I think they only had because they were nice, they were kinda outsiders too and not and he would hang out Well, I would be sleeping in my van so I would be at the track. <laughs> right. If, if they had a campfire or something, uh and uh you talk but I know for it's just unfortunate for one of my favorite people, uh John DeSoto. Yes. And I grew up kinda of from the East, like we had race riots. It's sort of unfortunately um, it was like bigoted, like blacks who grew up, blacks were no good, Jews were no good. Don't know really well well we had the riots in school but then we only wrestled with the kids and Out west, it was just totally different. John DeSoto, to open my eyes when you get around, I mean, has all the features, like a black guy. Okay. And he is just the best man, I mean.
0: They're wonderful people, both John and Patty. Wonderful people. Oh, they
1: took me in. I mean, John, too, was at a tough time. He was getting injured. His career didn't know it was going to be ending, but he kept getting injuries. And John would be the nicest guy and sometimes and he's a tough man, he is yes. he could be tough. And they would pick him because his wife was lighter. And even in California he was a lot more liberal, like in the East. But my kids can't understand how I talk like you point out, if it's an Indian or uh he's Irish guy. Because when we grew up so like Bristol, there was an Irish section, there was an Italian section.
0: I grew up the same way in New Jersey, the same way in New Jersey, Tony, it was the same way. There were different sections. Different. You know, my
1: wife, we watched Saturday Night Live, and my wife liked that old stuff and the dancing yep. and how it was, my kids don't understand, why do I say, like, they think i like, I'm big I don't know, that's kind of the way, I mean, I'm not against anybody, uh, but to, to, to recognize, uh, well, they grew up out west, so it's like, in, it's like the United Nations. It doesn't matter, in,
0: in, in India, and I do know, uh, I get it. Uh, uh, it's good, it should, that's good, the generations are changing,
1: just that it was different, and you pointed out, I don't know, they were separate, now everybody's more integrated, even East, but... Uh,
0: oh, yeah.
1: Anyway, the soda just... And then Patty, I mean, we would go out after, go out like to Denny's. I mean, the budgets were what they are now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And some guys would start some shit on them like, with a white girl or something. And if I'd just back, back off, i not like...
0: Uh, they would they would say John DeSoto was with a white girl? Yeah. Or <laughs> like you
1: know, or Mason some he like try to back off.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it could be two or three of them. They would kick their ass. I mean,
0: I was only like but I would have helped if I would have helped him there would be no problem uh, yeah it's very very interesting that you 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 uh, you, you experienced that kind of uh, racial injustice let's call it uh, into the 70s you know and
1: and, and I was kind of was uh, I don't know it's just yeah, if you're just raised I mean it wasn't that my people were bad just like so it's just like yeah how it is, or uh, how it was, and I'm glad it's different, but John, besides me, he, he could have been like a cop or something, he's just such a good man, and uh, so, uh, yeah. All I right. mean, that's all I asked it for Huff, and I said, when I got that award, something happened, he couldn't, if you want to bring DeSoto, like, I would pay anything, because that was, uh, like, but it was nice, he got to come to Mid-Ohio. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's really the first time I met John DeSoto and Patty, was in mid-Ohio, I think it was 2007, and uh, they were great people, and I, I was fortunate enough to go to Hawaii a few years ago with Brad and Laurie, and John and Patty were, were very, very gracious to us, introduced us to some people that took great care of us when we were there, so, uh, yeah, they're, 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 just, they're just wonderful people. So, we
1: work for a race sometimes, some promotion, like the Costa, or Laporte, and... Or- it was like in September or something in the dealer. We raced. So got to be with, I mean, in Hawaii with, because, you know, it's like anywhere. You go with the natives. Yeah. And uh, it's like you don't see, like I got, I would hook up when I first went to California. I mean, they were talking all these wetbacks and stuff. I mean, it, to me, with the Mexicans, they just seem like Italian people. I mean,
0: like, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you on that one, Tony. I really no, I'm do.
1: Italian people sitting on the front porch. And uh, so, you know, I wasn't shy of them. And then I got to meet someone who worked at Suzuki. They lived in Santa Ana. So that's like a real Mexican, like Mexican area. Right. So you go get Mexican food, you go to Santa Ana. Yeah. And, well, I used to go down to Rosarita. We'd go ride, like, on the weekends. or you'd go down, I mean, anytime to Mexico. And there's actually one guy who I... Got to yeah be, uh, be friends. I now is Bruce Penhall, Speedway guy. Oh yeah,
0: he won the world championship the same year as Brad and Daniel Laporte.
1: I thought he won multiple times.
0: Oh, he may have, but I think just that uh, particular year uh, it may, have been, one, yeah. Yeah, it may have I been. Yeah, yeah, may have
1: been. Why Because Larry Hoffman, no, Larry Meyer, no well, Larry Hoffman. Yeah, was the announcer, so he used to met on Speedway, and Speedway was cool to watch. So whenever I would go out there, I would go. Uh, yeah, Speedway
0: and uh, where uh, down in yeah. Co- Santa Ana or Costa Mesa Costa Mesa yeah But no,
1: no Santa Ana though was like a Mexican area for food that's for food yeah yeah which it doesn't seem to but you go to a place you wouldn't go into I mean uh, without I don't complain.
0: I do whatever they uh, yeah. do. you know, like you like you said, Tony, you know, when in Rome do as the Romans do. That's,
1: that was always my philosophy. Absolutely.
0: So, um, anyway, Tony, I want to thank you for coming back again for another hour and 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> well, it was it with Sean O'Neill? Is he still there, Sean, or did you give
0: up? I'm still here, Emily. Oh, Sean O'Neill is still with us. Hey. Go ahead. Hey, aren't you, hey Tony? Tony, aren't you, aren't you Godfather to one of uh, Sean's kids? Tony, you said you had another... For the rowing. Yeah, I didn't know it's
1: that complex. I just thought it's the monkeys
0: rowing. But <laughs> so, Tony, you said you had one more good story, but I know you got like fifty good stories.
1: Oh, there's
0: like many, but one I was. Uh, hey, well, Tony, was there? Hey, Tony, let me ask you something. I mean, I know you. The majority of your time was was with Suzuki. Was there ever a mechanic you didn't get along with? I mean, obviously you got along with Keith McCarty really well. Who was your mechanic at Can-Am? Did Suzuki have like Pat Alexander or somebody like that at that point? Yeah, he might have been out of car for
1: a bit, too. He kept moving up the stage. was not Articat. That's right. Yeah. He was with Suzuki, and Suzuki made the motors for Articat. And I think he went with Polaris. Like, his thing was that, uh... What they, build that one like, a Harley-type bike? Oh, um... A
0: victory. A victory. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like,
1: Blackwell, but Blackwell, uh... Yeah, he was a good... And a, and a good racer. He's a guy. A guy who I feel, didn't, I know... national championship. Yeah, who was it, was it? Like a guy like John DeSoto, I personally like him. They didn't have, when you look at, like motocross wasn't structured. Like
0: now they're saying like Gary Jones is four-time champ because... Well, they count Interim. 72, they didn't really
1: have it because they only had Transam. Yeah. Well, if you say that, in 75, I won. I mean, they didn't have inter They had Interim. They didn't have really a national championship. you and uh it that make a lot when you're a nobody and uh and he was straight yeah long not long hair. yeah he was like uh a little bit more like uh like you yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's a very successful desert racer? He was, but they didn't have a
1: structure and like they ran the Grand Prix races and stuff. Right. Of, uh, you know, DeSoto never won. No, take that back. I didn't win a championship, a national. I cannot believe it, how famous and how good he
0: was. Right, that he never won a national race? Yeah,
1: because see, they didn't start nationals until he was on the way into riding all kinds of things. I oh, mean, yeah. Didn't ride anything. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, oh, I guess the guy who didn't win a championship is maybe like guy, when
0: you ask that, an American
1: and I knew it. I think Guy Cooper, right? No, so, so Cooper won, didn't he win? But he didn't a Supercross.
0: Uh, no, I think Cooper is a national champion. Absolutely. Yeah, one twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't win a Supercross. Well, hey, you know who was a Supercross champion? A lot of people forget was Steve Stackable on a Mako. I know you know, but a lot of people overlook if you asked if you asked even the uh the most brilliant vintage motocross aficionados, did Mako ever win a, a supercross championship, they'd say no, no way. Meanwhile, not only did they win one, they won one in the five hundred and that was with Stack. Well the three race
1: series, like I told you, it was Houston, Daytona, Dallas. Yep. That was it. And uh interesting story too well just about the Daytona part of it I'm not gonna cry when you, you win you win I'm Daytona I'm so pumped up of uh we had the old 74 Rogers and Wolfie's uh
0: uh old bikes
1: uh I mean from the year before
0: you, you did you not. you did yeah that's what we were riding because we ended up in bikes for Downpipe then yeah
1: we did get new bikes for
0: the 250 nationals but like florida series didn't really matter
1: supercross didn't matter
0: right and uh and, and you know what tony anyway, tony you bring had, up yeah you, you bring up an interesting point because i remember seeing pictures of you in daytona on a bike with laid down shocks, but still having a down pipe
1: brake hub. The brake hub, yeah. 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 So what happened to me, I'm leading the race, first moto, and we ran right along the apron, like for a while. Like we ran, and, and then just get bumpy in the sand. I mean, it'll get bumpy there to track. Gets you, choppy, right?
0: yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said road Barry. race. Wait a minute. What? You're talking about Suzuki's, and now you're talking about Kawasaki road racers, right? No, I'm
1: talking about Suzuki road racing.
0: When was Gary Nixon on Suzuki road racing?
1: Oh, I think for a couple of years of Barry Sheen.
0: Barry Sheen, I remember. I didn't know Nixon was on Suzuki Everything, at
1: all. Barry, Nixon was for you. Nixon was kind of, he was with something else. Maybe he came because he had a good rep, and, uh, he was another guy, another great guy who didn't make any money. Well, he made money. He maybe had some aftermarket. I he made a living. For what he did, uh, I remember he would come to banquets. He was just in Cockeysville, Maryland. So we would see him. Uh, and, uh, but, so what happened? Suzuki had yeah, road racing. So Barry Sheen that year, going 180 mile an hour in test session, yeah. front tire blew out right there, like at the finish line. In practice, and so like just because of the Brotherhood of Motocross, I didn't know, him. I didn't even know he would talk to me. But we went in to see him in the hospital, and bang, he was all mangled up, like all traction, like all oh, your limbs broken and stuff. And then I had a chance. I go on Monday. Can I ride like a road race bike? Like I was, I wanted to just see what it was like. And uh, and it was set up Monday. I could have then uh moto day on saturday i guess yeah moto was saturday because of 200 it used to be the big thing but the biggest thing now is the moto and uh there i still when i saw on that asphalt you get all shit in like your elbow i still got like the stuff little rocks and stuff and then nixon was saying yeah you get that's why they wear leathers and wow yeah you know, reason is that when you fall off, I mean, you're going 100 or so, you might be going 30, and you think you can get up, and then you get up, and then you start tumbling, Yeah. because so you just stay flying, and if you feel your skin getting hot, just maybe roll another way, I mean, I wasn't going to be, I gotta, but because of that elbow thing, I just, like, so then I had a chance, I think Dave Aldana was on the team, too, so I got to, uh, like, right there, like, to be, I'd yeah, I like to see what it's like. i was game to do anything. <laughs> but then I didn't want to try it come Monday. I didn't want like, oh, no, if I fall off, man, you'll be. I mean, I didn't have a set of leathers and stuff. I would have just wore moto gear. I
0: mean, they had stuff my size. Tony, I'm going to make a suggestion that I made to you at the beginning of our conversation. I think you should call Bob, uh, Bob Hanna, and put you in touch with Terry Good. And that your your equipment should be on display there at the International Motorcycle uh, Motocross Museum. Sean yeah, Sean, no, Sean O'Neill, I'm would you gone. agree? Like I say, it's been in
1: that trailer, and I was like, I'm not putting it back in this base. I'm not putting it in this base. It was never in my new house.
0: Get a, get a hold of Bob. Get a hold of Terry, and let's let oh, let Bob, the world yeah, go, yeah. yeah so let I'm, let I'm, let, I'm, let the world let the world see what what they should be seeing before it gets into the wrong hands or, you know, uh, before we yeah, never get to Rattacus see it again. Those cool California
1: guys hated my gear. Well,
0: maybe so. I was always I always liked it. So Yeah and I think they
1: didn't really like that I had my own gear because nobody I me mean, that was the money man, right there. So I would make like thirty six thousand there. I would make thirty, thirty some thousand a year from the royalties, from boots and all that. It was a licensing deal. Then I made from the the manufacturer and uh, yeah,
0: Tony, you, yeah. You, you, you you you. Tony, you were like Don. You're like Don Cheech in The Godfather. You just want to wet your beak everywhere. You know, it's it's the way it goes. All right, <laughs> look, serious, guys. I-, I was
1: serious, tight, and for the money. in I mean, my always stuck in my head. Well, you don't make any money. But my dad, I mean, to have a good time wouldn't matter. But nobody did make money then, so yeah. that's a
0: shame. This time, I, I, have to, uh, I have to conclude our interview, part two. So I want to thank you for coming back on with me. I want to thank you for. i why I'm three time,
1: I'll call you back when we're off the radio. Get off the radio and I can
0: tell you. Oh, okay. We'll,
1: we'll,
0: we'll, we'll do that. Sean
1: O'Neill, thank you. I want to hear this too. Think you have young girl? Well, gosh, Sean, you don't want to hear this wait? Goodbye. T- you, you off the radio? Did you sign off,
0: Joe? No, you want me to sign off and then you'll tell me the story?
2: Yeah, this
1: is...
0: All right, I promise you I will do that right now. This is Joe Abadi with part two of the Tony DiStefano interview. Thanks, everyone, for coming back. Too bad you can't hear the story with me and Tony. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes they say the best... St-